Hello, welcome. Today we're going to be doing a um, History of Serbia podcast, and uh, I'm joined with Steph. Hello. And uh, we're basically going to go through chronologically a few things from World War One to around about now. Um, I don't really know much at the moment, so uh, Steph will be the professional. So if you'd like to take it away with uh, some World War One stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, World War One is a, a, our history is filled with controversy, so this is a fitting start, I suppose. Mm-hmm. World War One. A lot of people might know this was. We were heavily involved in this, unlike the Second World War. But <laughs> um, World War One, we had Serbia and Austria-Hungary had this. They already had the tensions high up. Germany had high tensions with UK, um, France also. So there's a lot of tensions. So everyone kind of knew a big war was gonna spark off. What was the tensions caused by? Uh, just Germany wanted more power to want to control more things. I don't know what you wanted. You're a British guy here, but I know Germany wanted more <laughs> yeah, stuff. I, I don't know what we wanted. Um, <laughs> I know. I guess you just wanted Germany not to be more powerful. And yeah. yeah. But I know, and Germany was a big like cheerleader for Austria-Hungary, and they were like, "Yeah, destroy Serbia." So when they, we, the smart people, we are, we killed <laughs> Franz Ferdinand because. Because oh. they pissed us off, and we were like, we did what Serbs do best kill people. No, <laughs> okay, <laughs> just kidding, but yeah, we killed them because we, just the tensions were up, everyone was doing bad stuff. Yeah, and... who was it like a God. it wasn't like representatives of Serbia, was it? Wasn't it just like independently done from a, a gang of people? Yes, was it, it was like... done by a gang of people. It was just some, like, pro-Serbs, like, who loved our country and were like, we just weren't going to stand for the crap from Austria-Hungary, basically. But they weren't, like, representatives of the government or anything? No. They, people are suggesting they were, but no, it was not governed by the government. Unlike some things... <clears throat> <laughs> okay. That uh... happened later. But anyway, for now, no. They were not involved by the government. They were just pro Serbian, but he was a he was technically a half Serb, half Bosnian, but he was born here, and so we, we he's officially recognized as Serb. And when, funny enough, the assassin assassination attempt was kind of fa- botched. Like the bomb when he threw under the car, it missed and hit mm. police officers behind the car, which blew up. And Franz Ferdinand, the genius he was, he didn't go home. He didn't go out of the country because he almost uh, tried killed. Do you know what he did? Because he's smart. Uh, carried on. He <laughs> he had the driver turn around so he can go visit the police officer in the hospital. Oh, that's lovely. That's that's amazing. And when he turned around, the driver made a wrong turn somehow and got stuck. And the one of the failed assassins was in the bar, r- right there, and just took the opportunity and shot him. All of them, I believe, he killed the driver as well. So um, you can thank the police officers for starting World War One. I. I mean, in my history lessons, um, they they claim that one of the one of the assassins went to uh, like a shop to buy some food, more specifically a sandwich. Um, that's the way I remember it. He went down that street, and that's the street that the driver took him down. So uh, people could blame the um, World War One entirely on a sandwich, or uh, I, I, we were told it was a bar. 
a bar sounds probably more accurate. <laughs> I mean, it sounds more Serbian when you factor in the rock, yeah, we love. <laughs> that we would yeah. say bar. It's a bar. Screw it. Okay. Based, whatever it was, some shop, the driver got stuck, our guy took the chance, killed him. So, how does that have... So, that has association with the main pit of the uh, World War One because Germany were in support of Aust- Aust- was it called Austria. Austria-Hungary. Austria-Hungary, yeah. And that you, your country, were against that. Yeah, because Austria-Hungary had tensions with before because they were like, well, Austria, we were just being a border to them. Like, they wanted to extend south or north. South, yeah, south. But we just didn't allow that, obviously. We weren't just going to let them walk into our country, and yeah, we were just a bother for them. Yeah, okay. Um, so how did that convert into this? That was the very beginning, and how did that yeah. transition So that confirmed into Austria-Hungary sending us ultimatum. Quick refresher, an ultimatum is a series of requests, which if not accepted, could cause a war conflict. Uh-huh. So they sent a bunch of things we need to do, or else they'll attack us. And this is where, you know, since this was more of 200 years ago, it's a little bit disputed, as you can imagine. But the main idea goes that Austria-Hungary sent this ultimatum, arguably intentionally hard or almost impossible, some would say. I wouldn't go that far, but mm. I see where they're coming from. They So they could start the war and quote, crush us and expand like they wanted to. But they couldn't just start off the war by saying, yeah, we're attacking Serbia now. This was the perfect excuse, which don't get me wrong. It is partially our fault. We didn't, why we shouldn't have killed Franz Ferdinand, but it was the perfect excuse for them to just go, okay, Serbs, bad guys, let's go kill them, you know? Yeah, I mean... So, okay, go ahead. So, so you're saying that the ultimatum was made difficult or, or not very um, likely to be agreed to so that it's basically seemed like they were being more passive. Yeah, basically, because they already had plans to expand south, but they couldn't because of mm. us. And now that this happened, this was the perfect excuse to just click out the war and go at us. They, uh, the, We actually accepted all the things they needed except the last one, which was the um, Austro-Hungarian police, military, anything they wanted could simply walk into our country and investigate the death of Franz Ferdinand, which, you know, that sounds okay on paper, but you know what that means when you let the enemy military and police into your country openly. Yeah. That's a big murder and everything, so we just knew that's trouble. We're I mean, you could that. argue that that would be obviously not confirmed. A conspiracy could be that that would be their way of invading would be by it saying, be. oh, well, they let us in, so there's no... Yeah, there. that or that could have happened, you're right. But, you know, but I we just that's a no, That's just a theory. Imagine if they just had all the military in our country. They could kick off any time. Yeah. So, you didn't accept the... Or your country didn't accept the uh, ultimatum, yes. which ultimately yes. led to... Which ultimately led to Austria-Hungary asking for Germany, because they couldn't, they couldn't really invade us alone, because... We were tough at that point. Our military isn't that good now, but then we were kind of... A, like, our military was small, but we were known to be good soldiers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we were good fighters. Yeah. So, so they wanted to be sure, and they asked Germany if they would back them up, and Germany said, sure, because Germany also didn't like us. Because, same reason, really. They support Austria-Hungary propaganda to go south. Mm-hmm. And what happens is 
they're like, okay, Germany wants it. They declare war on us. Is that, was that the but, first country yes, to declare war in World that War That was the first declaration of war in World War One. Austria-Hungary on Serbia and us on them, obviously. Mm-hmm. And what happens here is that our biggest supporter, you could say, also just jumped right on top. Russia declared war on both Austria-Hungary and Germany for obviously declaring war on us. Yeah, so that's indirect retaliation, and that got Russia involved. Yeah, okay. yeah. And what happened there was, I think some countries might have declared. I don't remember exactly, but I know Britain around the same time, or France. No, I think it was France. France stepped on um, Russia's side, or if you will, Serbia side, because they had some ties to Russia, some yeah. kind of trading deals. And then, you know, you and you and France were kind of close at that time, so that pulled the UK in, mm-hmm. and that pulled the rest of the world in, basically, one by one. Yeah, I think... Uh, I'm not that well-versed on the uh, on World War One, like, the like the origin and the reasons and stuff. Most mm-hmm. of what I know is the, um, uh, the German invasion of France, um, and yeah. I believe that was one of the main reasons why um, the UK got involved. Um, yeah. But I didn't really know much about the other side, the other fronts of the war, and how many other involvements there were. Were uh, Germany and, and Austri- Austria-Hungary successful in invading Serbia? Or was... No, they they really sucked at it. I'm going to be <laughs> honest with you. Austria-Hungary had this... I remember this because this was a really interesting chapter in the history book for me. He was, his name was Oskar Pocerek. Weird name, but, you know, Austria-Hungarian. And <laughs> um, he was the leader, and he could just not... Their perspective... The Austria-Hungary country was twice or three times bigger than Serbia mm-hmm. at that time. And still would be, because we haven't trained much historically. And it was, it had the military like four times bigger, but they could not get past the border. They just could not. Mm. We repelled them at the start. We just denied them. They were not getting through. It was so bad that Austria-Hungary had to switch him off position of war general. And when they switched him, they still couldn't get through. Wow. What what uh, countries surrounding Serbia were were they on Serbia's side as well? Or were they? Uh, well, we at the start not much was happening with the countries around us, but later they were, you can say, bribed by Germany. For example, Bulgaria mm. was was kind of, uh, how do I say, not best pleased that they lost the war to us prior, mm-hmm. which fun fact about that war was we beat them so bad that we had to send Serbian doctors to like help the army recover. Oh. That's how bad it was. That's like the first time military history that's happened. Like Imagine beating your enemy so bad that you feel so bad that you send your own doctors to help them. What was that? Does, did that, does that war have any link or association with... World War One, other than the fact that... Yes, they... it does, because Bulgaria was still salty after that, basically. And Germany said, well, if you help us invade Serbia, we can give you more territory. So Bulgaria, for example, helped Germany on us. So you also defended that side successfully. Yeah. Well, no. They joined them, but that was only like... The, that was like midway of the war. Like, you have to understand. Till about midway point of the war, we were successfully in very... Easily, you can say, defending against Austria-Hungary and German help. Germany wasn't full-on attacking us because they had you to focus on, mm. the UK, first of all, yeah. and France. So they weren't really that into it, but they still had some backing from Germany. Yeah. So that didn't really work out for them. But when the, when Germany got everyone around us 
to join them. Yeah. They managed to defeat us. Oh. And we escaped why Albania, mm-hmm. which wasn't on our side. Albania was against us, but we still managed to get through. And we escaped why um uh, funny enough, I believe mostly British boats. We escaped by yeah. British help and to a Greek island, I believe. Okay. I think Greece. Well, the, and then we healed and then we got back to the front. Which... But the important thing to know here is that the, Austria-Hungary and Germany could not conquer us. They just couldn't. Well, if Germany said, okay, full force invade on Serbia, that would work, obviously. But yeah. then they'd get crushed by the others. So they couldn't till they basically all went after us. And this... Is the time? Ta- this is known as Serbia's basically the the there's an expression for this, but basically means massive dying in Albania because you imagine you can imagine you don't have to be a genius that going for an enemy nation to escape mm. would cause a lot of death. Yeah, and that transitions on to what the end of the war. Obviously, the yeah we we didn't really do much till the end of the war since about all of our military was injured, dead, or just. We really repelled it at the start, but towards the middle, we were just healing away. Mm. And when we were healed, when we were ready, they dropped us in. It, it, we kind of with ease took away our country because Bulgaria was already struggling. And all the countries that were helping Austria-Hungary uh, were just kind of like on the edge of breaking. So we easily swept through and took our country back. Yeah. And we also had help from British and France and everything. And that was, that was before the end. And at the end... So technically, so Serbia was on the same side as uh, France and and uh, yes, England. Serbia was in on the side of the Allies, both in World War One and World War Two. And and we also had help from Greece, which is worthy to note. Oh uh, yeah, so because Greece and Serbia is close. Yeah, yeah, it's it's basically got Albania and North Macedonia. Is that how I pronounce it? Or is it North Macedonia? Macedonia. Yeah, that's Macedonia. like the only countries in between. Um, yeah, and we're allies. And then that's the end of the World War One. Anything notable yeah. that happened to well, finish? One other fun fact to note, I suppose, is that because well, Serbia and Greece are so close, not not only geographically, just like with relations to each other. We never went to war yeah. in all of history. We always helped each other. The first operation that the Serbian army went through after coming back to the front, so after the massacre, yeah. uh, was to free Greece, not Serbia. Mm. We freed Greece first, and then we went to Serbia. So did Greece um, help then? Basically, yes, because we freed. Yeah, they freed. We freed them. With obviously, we we didn't just go. Oh yeah, Serbia frees Greece. There was a mix of French troops and yeah, yeah. English and Greece troops. But, but no worry, things say our first action wasn't go. Let's go free Serbia. It was free Greece and then free Serbia. And then World War One finishes. By the time we freed it, it was basically over. I think only Germany needed to surrender, and that happened yeah, pretty quickly. I believe that's considered the end of the World War One when Germany yeah. um, surrendered. Um, so a quick run. We kind of, we were main, one of the main factors for causing it. We did really well to start repelling Germany and Austria-Hungary. Around the middle of the war, we were surrounded and destroyed. But at the end of the war, I guess, no worthy achievements, obviously, freeing our own country and being a major prime free in Greece because mm. we just... We went we went hard on free in Greece. There, Greece, Greece people, Greece people, Greek people. Uh, yeah, Greek people are like our brothers. We still love mm. them so much and stuff. We really tried for that. Okay, so our next topic is the formation, etc., of Yugoslavia. 
yeah, so after World War One, what happened was, since you saw how it happened, our countries invaded that, the idea, not the country, but the idea of a Slavic nation was starting to pop up. It was actually suggested on that island that was thought about when we were recovering. Yeah. But it was a really what if, because that was still up in the air, like if we were even going to free Serbia and all the countries. Yeah. The fate of the war was still up in the air, but that was when the idea still first popped up. Okay. So, what happened is, before World War Two, so between, after the end of World War One, and before World War Two, you can say Yugoslavia was formed, but it was in a much different state. It was a monarchy. Yeah. It had uh, kings, yeah. which weren't like they were okay but they weren't amazing at their job mm-hmm. but it was basically kind of starting to happen but the development was really interrupted by here's World War 2 I guess I can yeah. say the, you know how World War 2 started I don't have to tell you that you know Germany and Maids, Poland and all that yeah yeah and that's very much on like the other end of the uh, European uh, front yes but Russia was still really close to us so we kind of we our focus wasn't let's build a giant Slavic country it was let's help Russia you know our other brothers but, Greece and Russia are kind of our biggest allies. Was Russia not technically on with the Axis powers at the beginning of the? It was, war. it was, and we sent we sent some troops to help invade Poland in that invasion when it helped with Germany. Oh, wow. So it Serbia technically was. On both sides. Serbia technically did help the Axis at the beginning of the war, yes, but we were officially on the Allied side. At that point of the war, there wasn't really, you know, the sides weren't established. There wasn't Axis and Allies. It was Germany invading Poland. Yeah. Germany and Russia invading Poland. Um, So Yugoslavia is technically a concept, and it's also... But it's it's a kingdom of of multiple countries sort of allied together by this stage. And yes, those. But it's kind of thrown. I just don't want people listening to just get the wrong wrong interpretation. It was a mess at this point because it wasn't fully complete. Not even all the ideas mm. were complete. We didn't even select uh, like what kind of money we'll have, like uh, the you know like euros and that. We didn't choose that. We there was a lot of stuff to still be done that we couldn't do because the war broke so out. Did it exist? Was it called Yugoslavia at this stage? Uh, the. It was it was kind of recognized like sir if you ask a Serb, like a general Serb, that they would say yes because the countries within mm-hmm. that were forming it recognized themselves as Yugoslavia, but like pe- countries outside it weren't really kept up with. Okay, there's a new country yeah, yeah. here. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Like within ourselves, there was this idea that we're this country, but worldwide it wasn't known. So that was interrupted by World War Two. What was? Serbians, yeah. or I guess you, Yugoslavia's involvement in World War Two. Well, the Yugoslavia's war, it wasn't nearly as glamorous as the World War One. Yeah. As, yeah, like I said, we did well, by glamorous, you mean starting it, or... And, and freeing uh, our best yeah, Greece. Yeah, okay. I forget that, but anyway, <laughs> starting it, yeah. Okay, that was the wrong word, but it wasn't as significant. Okay, we'll okay, use the word significant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we were just not really good at helping because we didn't have a complete country. The, everything was all over the yeah. place. So when it came, we were still, like, we were really multitasking. We were trying to help. We were sending allies to help attack Germany and whatnot. But we were also trying to form the country still. Yeah. 
So when it came to Hitler, good old Hitler, mm-hmm. right? Uh, going no, uh, south, it was, again, the same situation of World War I. I just noticed this. There was up to join Germany or be invaded. And we were the only ones, again, well, technically there was a few of us because it was Yugoslavia, yeah. but still, Serbia stood and said, no, we're not joining Germany, and we were invaded by Hitler. Do you know who was involved in Yugoslavia at that time? Like, genocide. No. They really, out of the Yugoslavia, they specifically were picking out Serbs to kill. For any particular reason? Is this relevant to World War Two? Well, it's kind of like how Hitler hated the Jews, they fought Serbs, were like, because we were always, um, you can say we were the dominant um nationality in Yugoslavia because there you, you can say basically because there was most of us the, population. the vast majority yeah the population was the biggest so we were the most common and they didn't like that because they were the second biggest and they wanted to be the first so they were like let's exterminate many of them so we can be the dominant power you before know before Yugoslavia was formed or during the when this I mean, was during, during the, the like, Croatians involved during the messy World War One Yugoslavia, this was Croatia was opting to join, but then they saw Hitler like was taking over the world. At this point, he was doing really good. Remember, he invaded yeah. France. He done this. He done that. So they were like, "Well, maybe we can get a bit of this. So yeah, something like, good from well, this." What's the point of joining Yugoslavia then? Losing? Yeah, if it's just gonna get yeah. crushed by Germany, so they just went, "Yeah, cool," and they helped. Um, which established a short-lived Croatian country, actually. It was like the Republic mm. of Croatia. I forgot what that was. But it was like a short-lived country that helped Hitler. And also, again, Bulgaria and the, all the other countries around that aren't part of Yugoslavia helped him and basically got invaded there. And at what point, roughly, was that in the war? Uh, the war... Um, it was called the April bombing. And we were bombed, like, on the 1st of April-ish. And it only took, like... 15 days for them to invade us. It was really short because we're just surrounded. The military wasn't complete because the country wasn't, obviously. The troops were mobilized. It was just, we didn't have a defense. They just destroyed us. I think uh, Germany would have had um, Austria and Hungary, um, which are just on top of uh, Croatia. And Croatia was also against Serbia. Bulgaria was on the other side. Austria. Austria and Hungary agreed to fight with the Axis too. Oh, Hungary actually, this is a fun one. Uh, Hungary actually wasn't going to. The Prime Minister of Hungary said no to Hitler, but the like he was basically forced to do it because the other, you know, Prime Minister is not usually the highest. He wasn't. He isn't the one who makes the decision. He is part of what made the yeah. decision. So he was just saying no. He's not going to do it, but vast majority voted yes, we're going to join the Axis. So when he found out about it, that they're going to join the Axis, he actually killed himself oh, and wrote a letter, we betrayed our brothers, we betrayed sirs, this is a sin, they were, they always stood by us, etc, etc, just said all the best about Serbs and so, then killed himself because he didn't want to see Hungary betray Serbia. Despite their differences in the First World War, that's quite an interesting development. It is, because during that time, I actually got really friendly with Hungary. Not Austria, yeah. but Austria-Hungary yeah. was broken. It wasn't a thing. So we got close to Hungary, because they were just to the south of us. Like, I drive from Serbia to Hungary, and I was like, four yeah. hours? Which sounds like a lot, yeah, but no, it's, it's not, not a lot. 
so we're really close now. We're in good yeah. relations now. So we really sorted out with them. And when the prime minister realized that they're about to, it's not like they're going to invade us solo. So we have like a fighting chance, which he just knew that yeah. combination of Germany, which was superpower and the other small countries helping on this messy, not organized country just wasn't going to work well. He was just like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm killing So as a result, being surrounded by the enemy doesn't really do you so well. A war situation. Yeah, and we didn't even have a fighting chance because we didn't have a stable yeah. military, and yeah. Couldn't. So, for the rest of the war, what happened then? We were just kind of left under siege. We were slowly, this where it gets kind of sent, slowly, slowly, there was resistance movements. Like, there was everything yeah. in the war, right? Everything that got invaded by the Axis had resistance mm-hmm. movements. But two major part, well, political parties, kind of armies at this point, you can say rose up, and that is the Chetniks and the Partisans. The communists, the people that, well, that was quite brave now that I think about it, that they assumed that everything would turn out fine, but they said, if or after everything's done and we free the country, which I guess guess it's good to be optimistic, like, we'll free the country, we'll do this. There was one that was um, wanting to Put a new organization on Yugoslavia. They're like, okay, it, the kingdom didn't work. We got invaded. You saw what happened. They were like, communism. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, the, communism. the answer. If mo- mon- yeah. monarchism, is that, if that's the word, doesn't work, Monarchy. communism. Yeah, so, but there was the other party who was just like, who's basically propagating, like, the, the monarchy wasn't complete, right? We didn't have an army. We didn't have this. It wasn't the problem of the monarchy mm-hmm. that it failed. It was just that the country wasn't complete. So you had those two armies this was still, colliding it. What kind of time period? Like, still World War Two. This was still under... We were still very... Yeah, it, World War Two under siege. We were... Our country was under siege. We weren't... But it was slow... It was around this time that... Uh, I guess this was around the time that Hitler was invading Russia. It was kind mm. of failing. Well, that's supposedly the, this the was big mistake of Nazi Germany. Yeah, but they had a lot of big mistakes, but we're not going yeah. to go into that right now. Maybe another day. I'm okay. down for it. But uh, he, this was around that time period, maybe a little later, but you know where we are, yeah. roughly. So when they, the people were more in favor, generally, of communism, right? Because no matter how well they tried to excuse what happened, it, the matter of the fact doesn't change that we had the monarchy and mm. it failed. It didn't mobilize the army, then get the country going so to defend So monarchy itself. being the solution, did that have any involvement from uh, Russia at all? Was, was it influenced due to the uh, alliance? Russia, uh, it is uh, funny because the allies mostly, including Russia, first supported the monarchy. Mm. The And the monarchy had the previous king. Like, he was going to be put back in charge and everything was going to be like before. They had the support of the allies, but the that side, uh, the monarchists, we can say, started kind of not obeying, not doing what they said they were going to do. Their the aim of both was first to free the yeah. country, right? That's the number one priority, free the country. But then they started playing dirty, and they started killing the communists. Like, the pro-communists are like, you know, let's kill the M so we can be the, the leading once this is all done. And, you know, the the allies kind of saw that, like, well, are you really the good guys if you're killing your own people to free the country and then just get it your way? 
Patrima is already kind of weak by then, but still, we needed some help, but we, we managed to fight it out. And that turned the war around, and... Yeah, kind of. Germany, by the time Serbia was free, Germany was already lost. They knew yeah. they were going to lose. Yeah. You could see. So they um, basically gave up, I guess. Um... To, to get... Give you a perspective of when the Allies helped us. It was like Italy had already surrendered, mm -hmm. for example. Oh, Italy was already done. So it was that late in the war that Allies came to our aid yeah. to free I mean, us. It, presumably, I mean, Russia is, is closer than where the um, like France, where the um, other end of the uh, the Allies were. To presumably, yeah. Russia would have a big involvement in weakening the um, the the forces. It did. Russia had a huge impact on defeating Germany and helping Serbia. So Russia, Russia would have had a, a, a huge impact generally on just the what, eastern side of Europe for liberation. Yeah. Yeah, I'd argue the whole yeah. war, but yeah. Um, the, Germany was just throwing so many troops into defeating Russia, which they couldn't do. It just wasn't going to happen. And they lost millions and millions of people in Russia because they just yeah. couldn't get through them. I don't really know I probably won't get into that, but I don't really know why he even invaded Russia in the first place. Because uh, he was running out of natural mm. resources. He needed... Uh, he, he needed help with it. Like, it was just... the Germany was running low on natural resources, and they needed something. And you couldn't get it from America, because yeah. look where that is from Germany. So, Britain wasn't going to happen, because you needed yeah. an invasion of... The you know you had the strongest navy, which the, Germany well, wasn't the, going the, to when win, they did try and Latin. invade um, Britain, they 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 they, yep. they went for, for Britain, the air force that failed. They couldn't uh, take the air force yep. for a very long that time. didn't work. So France is already invaded. Britain, you're not gonna happen. America isn't even in the war at this point. You don't want to trigger yeah. them in the war. And even if you did, that's not gonna happen. You're not gonna yeah. get to America. So the biggest, best. Well, best. Kind of an awful yeah. idea still. But the only option they had left was Russia. Which I guess I kind of understand why they did it. Because they were running low on resources. But it was doomed to fail. They try And Russia kind of held the line. They tried to... They pushed themselves back into the country till about Stalingrad. And then they put out all the troops. And they just went ham yeah. on Germany. Stalingrad saw like the harshest fighting of the whole war. Not just Russia. And Russia, Germany kept sending in troops. They kept dying. It just it wasn't working out for Germany. And then when it came to it, Russia had the most deaths in World yeah, War yeah, II, I know by that. the way. But then they probably the, sent yeah. way more troops in yeah, on average. Yeah, they sent way more because they needed yeah. to defend it. And they weren't really doing that good. Like, the, the Soviets weren't smart. They, yeah. There were just so many of them. The German. The the army strategy was awful. I could have made a better yeah. strategy than that. But desperate times call for desperate measures, you can say. They were just sending in the troops that just mm. there was too many of them. Um so I guess that kind of comes to the end of World War Two. And Yeah, they, they even had they Russia even had spare troops to send out. Uh, right. to help yeah, us. well I mean yeah, they were part of the liberation of basically that side of Europe. Yeah. They they sent yeah, and they sent the most troops for us, more than Britain, more than America, tying into how yeah. our history they always. Do you think the stuff. occupation of Russian troops again aided the communist support, or was it mainly the the activities? It of the did monarchy? Russia because they. Yeah, but it was mainly, uh, for other countries like France and um, 
UK and uh, uh, America, I do think it was the actions of the monarchy that turned their yeah. perception around. But for Russia, I feel like they already kind of wanted the communist win because they had Stalin, who was a communist, obviously. Yeah, well, so, I guess that kind of transitions you know. uh, at the end of the end of World War Two to the Cold War. Yeah, uh, much. Where Russia from World War Two had occupied many of the Eastern European countries to liberate them. Mm-hmm. And from my knowledge, they basically kept a lot of their troops there, which caused controversy with the USA. They didn't like this concept because they thought that communism yeah. was spread. However, in in Serbia, which was right. or perhaps now Yugoslavia, now Yugoslavia um, under the com- communism was kind of already there. It was fully there. We were about to at this at that time the Tito was prime minister, so he wasn't quite up there, but it was clear that he was. He had the people's support. Everything was in his favor. It was clear that so he was going to be there. There was basically a communist revolution against the monarchy, or it was political. I mean, there wasn't, yeah, there wasn't much. There wasn't a revolution because the monarchy wasn't even at rule. But there was just no way the monarchy was going to win. People wanted communism. People. Especially because Serbia, again, Serbia and Russia, they saw Russia as this big, powerful nation that helped free them, that saved the yeah. war from Germany, and they saw they had communism. So they were like, yes, we want and this too. When did Croatia uh, get involved into Yugoslavia? Uh, it was, uh, they were all around the same time. It wasn't, we didn't add each other one by one. Croatia was kind of, they had to pay to us, like, war debt because they, did stuff to us, but we got along fine. With Tito was a magical figure. He managed to sort out, and he was originally Croatian, mm-hmm. by the way. He was born there. He managed to smooth out the relations between all the nations. I'm still not clear how. Uh, what was the capital of Yugoslavia? So it, the Belgium. Serbia was basically the main, it was like yep. the center of Yugoslavia. It was because it was the biggest, the biggest population, yeah. biggest country. Um, it wasn't the most powerful. Slovenia, Slovenia was uh, the most powerful economically, but it was still the bigger with more people and uh, stuff. Where, where was Slovenia in World War Two? Slovenia wasn't really doing much. They were just with us in that process of getting occupied and then later, you know, everything I said basically applies to them because they were in the messed up Yugoslavia yeah. as well, basically. Um, so, yeah, that's that's... Yugoslavia uh, post World War Two. Uh, any information on mm-hmm. that more specifically? Yeah. So in the Cold War, what happened was you know you know the American and Russian thing, but Yugoslavia at this point was getting Tito as the leader. At, at around middle of the Cold War, sparking, we had Tito officially yeah. as the leader. So what Tito did, he was the only man who successfully managed to keep his country in neither pact yeah. in Europe. He said no to, to the Russian pact, which uh, you can say, you can kind of argue that with, well, he was a communist though, but he didn't officially sign, I am part of the Russian yeah, regime. So he, they, it wasn't like a, not, yeah. Uh, so they had the, uh, what they called, buffer countries for the USSR, yeah. but Yugoslavia... Yeah, part. he wasn't part of that, but he was like spiritually more into USSR yeah. as he was a communist. So, from my knowledge, when I color in my history books, uh, you have the uh, the communist USSR 
buffer side and then the um, more capitalist side on the other end. Uh, Yugoslavia always just had yeah. a separate color because whilst it was leaning, whilst it was communist mm-hmm. and leaning towards USSR, technically it was fairly neutral in a sense that, you know, well, it was already totally. communist. So yeah. Russia didn't really have much to worry about, I assume. Yeah. And he and he had a very open policy to us, to the people. He said, I do not want to be on either side because of you saw how the war went. If if we were on our side, if a war broke out, because Russian, you know this, Russian and America mm. tensions were high. The war wasn't out of chance. He was just like, I would not want to join a war, etc. He just yeah. wasn't having another war. So despite being a communist dictator, he was fairly chill with other countries. He was fairly chill. He was still debatable if he was a dictator, but I would say he was. Okay, yeah. so he was. Um, he combined and kept Yugoslavia somewhat at peace. Yeah, absolutely. He was amazing at keeping peace in the country. He somehow managed to smooth out all the revelations. He just could not. He. It was amazing that he smoothed it all out. And with communism, obviously, but still, it was, was it there. a successful case of communism and because it doesn't tend to be successful it was, historically? It, it tends to not be successful, but his actually was. That is very. I I'm not in favor of it generally, communism, but that was very very successful. Like the country, this fun fact, this is a little bit skipping ahead in time. But as soon as he died, the country collapsed. He was the man yeah. pulling it all together. What, what was successful about the communism? Uh, it was just successful because everyone had a good... Well, you can't say everyone because yeah. that's unrealistic. But mostly, 99% of people had a good life. He just... No one could exceed and be a multi-millionaire. But uh, people could just have a normal life. They had a car. They went on vacations. They just... They had a life that you'd want to have. You know? It was average. It, People weren't really involved in politics, and they didn't know. They knew the leader, obviously. We loved our leader because he had a, he provided a very good life for us. But we weren't, we weren't involved in. Oh, are we in the Russian bloc? Or are we with America? Are we? You know, yeah, people just didn't of, care about that know, stuff. Fighting by yourself, being communist, because a lot of people associate communism with poverty, and part of the reason why a lot of countries did join uh, or become communist were due to poverty or, or not great uh, things and that was part of the reason why uh, what was it called the money that um the usa gave to european countries was basically yes. to say i think it's called the truman something no yes the, the truman yeah aid. they basically so said just here have money bunch of don't money be communist inside. and that was their simple rule yeah and and that also caused the countries from the communist side to be a bit like, you can say jealous. Mm. They're like, oh, they're getting all the money and we're living in poverty. But again, we didn't know about this. Well, we, someone who wanted to read it could find out about it, but no one was really interested. It was like, we were living a good life. We didn't really care what was happening on the outside. You know, we're on neither side. We don't have to worry about if, we're, if our side's happy with us or not. We're just living a good life and we're being neutral. Yeah. We're like Switzerland. But then, um... Uh, the USSR also gave money. I, I forget what it was called, but in retaliation to the to the Truman thing, the Marshall Plan, yeah. I think it was called. I don't remember. The Mar- I, I, I should yeah, probably I be me, more well versed to talk about it. But did Yugoslavia yeah, were Yugoslavia involved in the the money? No, we did not receive either donation because we were not a part 
of anything. And we didn't need it. Our economy was, uh, as we say, business was booming. Everything yeah, was good. And you, you say that's due to uh, T- Tito? Was that his name? Just Tito's, just Tito's, again, I'm praising, I'm not communist. Openly, I'm not. But I have to praise him. He distributed all the money very well that everyone could, if you worked, if you work in a factory now, that no, doesn't not, sound like a good job, does it? Like, oh, I'm a worker in a factory. But if you, yeah, but if you worked at a factory, then you were set for life. There was mm. payments every week, basically. You were set. You did not need to have a doctor job to live a pleasant life. Like doctors only got paid a little bit more yeah. than factory workers. Imagine that. He was just. He was really. It was really important to him that everyone was having a good life, that everyone lived quality. Obviously, you have to respect the doctors more, but still, he did not want to leave anyone in poverty to just suffer I mean, on the streets, you know? He was he was cruel <laughs> to his political opponents, which we'll talk about in a second, but like the ones that did support it, the union, they, they were would you well say it's, a, it's a controversial opinion to be saying things like he was a great leader? Uh, I mean... He could be slightly, because he had this... Uh, I'll talk about this in a second, but uh, I guess the f- main argument is against him, how he treated the people that weren't for him. You can imagine mm. a dictator, how he treated them. But uh, for the ones that were for him, he was an amazing leader. I don't think we have a better one today if you support him, because he assured that you can work in a factory for all he cares, but you're going to have a pleasant life, you're going to have a vacation, you're going to have a car, you're going to have a house. Is that be normal. The one group that didn't really like him, I guess, was the super rich. Because obviously yeah. he had to take a lot away from them to distribute to the yeah. poor, you can say. But generally, everyone was kind of put in this middle worker class. Obviously, you can still get a bit more than the others. But not like, ah, I'm Elon Musk and he doesn't yeah. have to eat, you know? He had this whole, he had this thing, I'll say this before you go on. He had this thing called Goliotok, which was also known as Devil's Island, where he'd torture slash kill no one really knows because it was a government secret you know no one really knows but he where he just silence quote silence his political enemies yeah i mean it's a tricky one there because of course you know that's not a great thing at all obviously but that happens in so many places Uh, what's the one in in yeah. uh, the USA, like Guantanamo Bay or something like that, is that what it's called? It, it's basically like that, the same really thing. It was it was not uncommon during well, this time no, of the world for something the like that. USSR, they had like um, what are they called? Gulags, yeah. Gulags. And I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it's unfortunately common. It's not good. It's not good it's not good, but in relation to USSR, it was much better, because we had results. We were living good. USSR was not that good. Like, it was huge, but it was, the people weren't as happy. They weren't as, they weren't living as good of a life. We all lived the middle class, sure, but we were generally happy, you know? There was never an issue of, I can't afford food, I can't afford my car. Everyone yeah. had enough to live. And then, how long did that last for? How long did the, the peace and happiness and equality it lasted a while. It lasted till T- it, it lasted literally till Tito died. He was the man who pulled it all together. He died a natural death at the age of eighty-eight. But his funeral was the most attended funeral in Serbian history till recently, when that really beloved 
Pope died, a religious figure. But apart from him, from any like leader, he, it was the most attended funeral. Everyone basically went to it. My my dad went to it. My mom went to it. Everyone went yeah. to it because he was so loved. So then what happened? What happened after? So this is this is quite recent territory. This Wait, was seemed, he, was like he this is the territory where my parents... up until he was eighty eight. Yes, he was a leader for life. He was so literally leading at eighty-seven. There's basically no uh, voting in, voting out. Oh, you've had your term. No, he was not. He was, at around age fifty, he was certified as uh, leader for life. Basically, he would be leader till it's, he it dies. And this was not. Uh, it does, but it was not like done out of the blue. The the citizens so agreed like, to this. They wanted this. They voted a yes. ridiculous amount of times. Yes, they voted. They voted yes, we want Tito. So what's it, it is a bit like you say monarchist, but again, it wasn't out of the blue. The people want yes, we want Tito. So, we want him here. You supposedly, know? it was a good thing that he stayed around for that long. Yeah, it was because it would but, without him, it would have collapsed earlier. As you saw, as soon is, as he died, was none it of it happened. Like, could you could people vote out, vote him out, and vote a new person in if they wanted to? Uh. No, not after that was signed. There was a debate. There was signing if you wanted him for life or not. But eventually, uh, by I believe by eighty to twenty percent, yes was voted. Imagine, imagine having an approval yeah. rating of about eighty yeah, that, percent. That good. doesn't happen in much. But it's not like it's voting in. That's a, a he even had, he even had uh, thinking about it. it he even had higher. It's just some people weren't fussed about him yeah. being leader for life. If you think, think about, he had even leader for life. Maybe. Voting for leader for life is a very difficult decision to make, and it's not something that most people would take lightly or be like, like that's a, a quite no, an alien concept. But for uh, probably but lots of people, it is. But it just you know what what reason did you have to vote against them? He united all the Slavic nations. He provided good life for everyone. Yeah, he did the Devil's Island and all that, but people didn't really know about that. And yeah, what reason would you have to vote against them? You're taking a risk to get someone new who might not be as glamorous as, in the eyes of the public, the guy giving you yeah. a good life and everything, you know? And I would say that that was a radical move, but it turned out good, because as soon as he died, you saw what happened. They put someone well, new, you say, it did not uh, work. Their uh, country you see collapsed. what happens. Uh... I don't, but I'm about to, because that's we are next topic. How did it go wrong? What what happened? I I just want to point this one fun fact out before we go. What went wrong? Okay, the, the, it is possibly one of the most badass things ever. But it, this is quite interesting because uh, Russia, aka Stalin, but this was around the USSR Stalin era still. for concept. USSR, yeah. yeah, and Stalin. Stalin was actually, and there's this is documented kind of was actually kind of getting jealous of he- Tito's power. Not in the sense that Yugoslavia was strong in USSR, far from it, but how, yeah. like, loved by the people he was, and, you know? And he, what he set out oh, to really? do, he was going to kill him. Good, Yeah, it, it is believed that he tried about five times, even more. The plots were, um, from regular stuff, from pistols, bombs, and all that, to literally sci-fi stuff. The one plan, this was revealed later like 20 years later, by a former agent. But there was one plan to literally get up, like a briefcase, fill it up with like some yeah. kind of disease, send one of the Russians or the USSR people, I suppose, with it to like impersonate a Costa Rican <laughs> diplomat 
give the briefcase to mum and then trigger it, and the guy would give his life to kill Tito. <laughs> Seems awfully elaborate. It is, but he just wanted him gone. But what happened? But that's not the fun part of me. The fun part is they could not. It was just not gonna happen. They captured all of them. Tito was. You have to keep in mind, Tito before he was oh, a yeah. leader, he was a general during World War Two. Well, not yeah. kind of a general, a little bit lower, but he was a leader of what he knew what assassination means. You know, he knew it's how to that handle it himself. It was the USSR that would have targeted him for assassination. Because we were closest to allies with Russia that before the USSR. If you think about was the Fidel Castro but, um, assassinations. You, you hear about them strapping bombs to sea yeah. turtles so that when he went scuba diving they could blow him up yeah and it, it, seems, <laughs> yeah. it seems almost similar with their yeah. elaborate plans to stop each yeah. other's politicalness and it's, it's, it, the cold war is, is quite crazy really, with that amount of... yeah but it's quite fine because it wasn't again this one wasn't yeah. our fault we were neutral with everyone stalin was the one who got jealous and tried to kill him. Yeah. And you don't want Stalin trying to kill you. You just don't want that. But he was a marshal. Yeah. He wasn't a general. He was a marshal. Hmm. You know, I'm not like a little lower than general. So he knew what to expect, that there's going to be hits on his life. And there was so many by Russia. I believe he only had assassination, assassination attempts wow. by Russia, and they got up to about 18 by the end. And um, this is the fun part to me. Stalin, when he caught about five or three, I don't know the exact number, but it wasn't 18. He wrote a letter to Stalin. He said, Stalin, stop sending pe- quote, Stalin, stop sending people to kill me. We already captured number. I forgot what. One of them with a bomb, one of them with us. And he said, <laughs> he said, if, uh, if you don't stop sending them, I'll send one to Moscow <laughs> and I won't have to send a second one. Wow. And he sent that to Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. So, uh, I said what to Moscow, and I won't have to send the second one. And and this is where the conspiracy comes in, which I love to believe because I'm a huge supporter. He it is estimate because Stalin died a year later from oh, that letter, okay. so from poison, nonetheless, probably from poison. So and who could have done that? You know, that. he just. You know, especially since there were assassination attempts after that letter. So he since then he, yeah. he didn't comply. It's possible, you know. It happens, so, but it's possible. Tito dies. Tito dies at the age of eighty-eight. The whole country of Yugoslavia is sad. Tito I'm sad didn't too because he's so till, How old would he be now? Like one hundred twenty. Yeah. So he was eighty-eight. He he passed away. <laughs> It is it just old age. And then the country went. So there was no replacements, or there was a replacement, but it wasn't good. They they tried to, they did try, but it just it just wasn't good. By Tito died in fourth May nineteen eighty. I know because that's a sad what day. The, that country. day, like commemorated is when he. That is that is remembered as the day that our greatest. Is that like a holiday away. celebration, or is it just like a think about it? No, oh, it's not us. No, there's yeah. no work on that day. That's a grief day, basically. And he was, he has a, he, there's in Serbia, there's Tito's great. I don't know why it's in Serbia because he's yeah. Croatian, but I guess because it was the capital, the biggest country. There's the Tito, mm. Tito's grave. And I've been there many times, not because I wanted to see his grave, but because it's a big, you know, it's a, it's a, 
you'd think when you hear Tito's grave, it'd be like a tombstone, mm. but it's a huge building, wow. and inside is his grave. It's like all with gold, and it just, you know, it's all like made as yeah. good as it can for like um, him, you know? So, what about um, Yugoslavia? Like, what was the issues that caused were caused by Tito's death? The issues were that now that you get out the fantasy of Tito's reign, you have a few um, countries in this that had wars between them. Croatia murdered us both in World War One, World War Two, tried to kill us so much. There were just so many problems. They were just swept away by Tito because he managed to yes all along. But once he went away, everyone just kind of um, the new leader wasn't able to provide what the mm. old one did: unity and like equal economy and all that. He wasn't able to provide that. Only Tito could manage that. And also, going back, Tito's last words were brotherhood nations hold your brotherhood without union we are nothing. Roughly translated. So he basically said you know, you gotta keep Yugoslavia because if it crumbles yeah, that's gonna be a problem. Which is great. And, but they couldn't do that. The country collapsed very quickly. Literally like a month after it was already collapsing. So what happened was there was a bunch of wars. First one I believe was Croatia. But it just, it, it all went downhill from there. It was, the country could not function without him. Imagine being that much of an important figure. Like, like a country of like seven countries yeah. in it could not function so, without you. Wars broke out because there was less unity due to, from Tito. Out, yeah. There, were, there was no unity. <laughs> no unity at all. Wars. Everyone in independence all of a sudden because the country wasn't this uh, utopia of financial mm. equality, and so you know, it, was... it wasn't, it just wasn't what oh, it used yeah, to be. And this is this is when the Croatia and Serbia war broke out. I know this because this my dad told me this. This is when he all moved right. to Serbia, he was he was born in Croatia. This is when he moved to Serbia, yeah, because the big war between them broke out, which debatable who won. I'd say it was kind of a draw. No one really won. But basically, that's how bad it was. People were evacuating out of Croatia to go to Serbia. Because Serbia was still a bigger military force at this time. So fair play to Croats. It was basically... I wouldn't say we won it, to be honest. It was just kind of nothing happened. Killed a lot of each other. So so Croats were literally... Just getting out of the country. And same for Serbs. They were just switching countries because there was too much horrendous action and obviously everything broke up slovenia backed out they didn't have a war i don't yeah. think they just said i'm, I'm out of here oh also fun fact around oh no this was no i'm not gonna mention this yet because this was more towards the nato bombing but um yeah so just after him everything collapsed that might seem like it's described simply but it's just true without and him, that was nothing the end could of anymore. it all crumbled that was the end of it. The, it. the last one to tear up was Serbia Montenegro, which lasted mm-hmm. about 2006. I was born technically in that, but that collapsed too. But that was nothing of a country. Montenegro is really small. Serbia isn't all that powerful. And so, okay. and yeah, that collapsed. Which transitions onto you said you were going to talk about. Yeah, so after that, all the countries mm-hmm. got their independence, you can say. It was back to normal. Don't even, don't even think they got over Tito's death. People yeah. are over his death to, till today. People wish mm. for Yugoslavia to come back, but it just can't happen. It's just not going to. 
No, there has not been a leader in all of history, I'm confident to say it, that was as successful yeah. as him at Union. No one could form it. Like, even before World War One, before anything, there was a there was a wish to have all Slavic nations together, right? Yeah. It just never could work out, except that one time. So, yeah, he was questionable. I told you about the letter, which yeah. was fun to fun fact to me. Uh, let's see if I finished up with him. Oh, yeah, there was also... I, I won't stay up much on this, because uh, it's a conspiracy, but there was a conspiracy that there was actually mm-hmm. two Tito's, which I don't believe, but... There was because of some one um, FBI ex FBI agent or some kind of American yeah. person I forgot what it was exactly but he mentioned in one of his documents that when he went to Yugoslavia like one time after not going there for two years Tito seemed different like he seemed shorter to him and he didn't uh, Tito had some problem with his hand I forgot what it was exactly I think he had like a part of his pinky finger cut off in the war or something like that. Said that wasn't there anymore, but that wasn't credible because that was just mm. like one agent and it's all an the people in our country. Concept. It the could same have been policy based on his influence. If they pretended it could that he have, didn't go. it's a little yeah, obviously. Yeah, it seems quite that, drastic. Of a... Yeah, but it seems a little weird. I I could buy into that. You know, I love to. I buy into some conspiracies like the one that. The Australian ultimatum was made intentionally difficult and stuff, but this one just seems a little odd. Because if D was replaced, how did he manage to, how did he manage to retain the exact same policies and keep the economy perfectly the same? But when the the quote that one died, mm. they just weren't able yeah. to replicate that. You know, if they knew how to make a new guy do the same, Maybe why didn't they the just do it again? The same person, perhaps. And if they, after eighty-eight years, they kind of like, hold on a minute. Tito yeah. only looks about 40, but he's 207 years old. Like, I think they might have caught on to it like, a, after a while. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. But they, they didn't have to have Tito. They could have said Tito died, and the new yeah. person they brought in had the exact same policies, you know? But it, that didn't happen. They just didn't know how to fix after his death and it collapsed. So I get, I, I, I agree that an FBI agent is a reliable source, yeah. but it just doesn't quite click with me. Like, how would he, how would he be able to do everything exactly the same as the Tito before him, not screw anything up at all, none of the people suspect that's a different person, and then all of a sudden when that yeah, guy dies, I mean, it crumbles, you know? That's just a theory. He had the same personality <sighs> and everything. How I don't do you know. do that? But we'll go on next to leading from Tito, the, um, how you, what word would you describe? There were some troubles and tension between former Yugoslavia now, yeah, between the countries of... there, which leads mm-hmm. us on to our next topic of, um... Well, quite briefly, the mention is, after that, after Tito's death, uh, the countries put mm. borders that are pretty much the same to this day. Like, they haven't changed. But this is where, not the root of the problem, because this has been an issue for centuries, I'm not kidding, but uh, this is where the problem of Kosovo came back. Because in Yugoslavia, Kosovo wasn't anyone's, it was just one country, you know? It wasn't an issue. But after that broke up, they what, wanted what to be their own country, before? but just we like didn't a, let them, etc. But it was just considered yeah. a part, it was considered a region in Yugoslavia. It wasn't Serbia, it wasn't Croatia, it wasn't Albania, it wasn't anything. Yeah. It was just so it didn't exist before in Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia. Well, it did, but okay. 
It never existed. It never existed so, as a country. You, but now is, it wants yeah, to be. Kos- Kosovo. I don't even know how to say that. Kosovo. What? What is that? Kosovo. It is. It is. I'm gonna try being as objective here as I can. But it's basically a region in Serbia, and it always has been. That's not disputable. But it has recently been. Well, recently, I say. I mean, the last few decades, it has been populated by mostly Albanians, and it started to not follow the Serbian's government's orders, and it's kind of trying to function like its own country in hopes they can turn um, into its own so, country uh, one again, day. Again, more reference for geography. Um, Albania is basically right next to Serbia, which right next to where Kosovo kind of joins on to. Right, it's it's Albania is on our south border, and the Kosovo yeah. is the most south part um, of Serbia. The way so I probably compare it, I know it's very different. It's almost something like. In Spain, you've got Catalonia or Catalonia, which is the um, full of Catalan people. And there, I mean, it's slightly, it's well, very different to, to the Kosovo mm-hmm. thing, but in, in the sense that the only comparison really is the fact that it's a different region that probably won independence. Well, yeah, so we had the Kosovo bombing and the Kosovo war, which was both in 999, it was the same year, so I can't really tell mm-hmm. you what happened before because yeah. honestly I forgot but it was the same time period so what happened was other uh, there was you can say half the world kind of and that's the same now kind of agrees that Kosovo is ours yeah. and half is like no that's a country you know so what happened is we had we were this is during the okay. Croatian war we're going back to this because it has ties yeah. in the one where I told you my dad escaped to Serbia. Um, Croatia and Bosnia were attacking Serbia because they didn't like Serbia. Because, again, we were the dominant, the most people. The Serbia yeah. was looked at as the main uh-huh. country of Yugoslavia, if you will, etc. So they attacked us didn't like us. And they lost war. Well, not the war, but a battle and a lot of men. Because Croatia wouldn't let Bosnia use okay. the gas station. I am not kidding. They didn't let them use the gas station. And I'll tell you how this happened, because they needed gas for their vehicles, and they argued for so long about if they... Because that, that, they were going to refuel the vehicles there, but Croatia was like, no, not there, we're going to do it later. And that argument went on for literally hours, that the Serbian troops were there at that point, and they killed them, because they didn't have fuel, and they couldn't fight back. And that is relevant to Kosovo, because... Mm-hmm. Because... Those countries would later, uh, Croatia and Bosnia, would later end up supporting Kosovo as its own country because we massacred them, basically. So they're bas- everyone's just against Serbia, basically. Basically. But that's, there's players that support us in that being our country, uh, our part of our region. Again, going back, out of the like, ones I should mention, Greece, one yeah. of our close friends, mm-hmm. and Russia, because, you know, Russia. Yeah. So this is where the kind of uh, controversy stands for, because the UN cannot recognize Kosovo as its, con- its country, because Russia and China, which I'll explain why, are vetoing against it, which basically means the five, the five main nations of China, USA, Britain, France, and Russia can't agree on, the dis- on a decision, so they can't do it, because Russia and China are like, can't, no. Can't do what? They can't declare Kosovo as a country. Okay. So what that means is we're left this awkward half the country agrees, half doesn't. Yeah. That's in the current day, but that's been a thing for ages now. And 
And the other thing to note is I believe Albania, which is basically the reason why Kosovo is like its own separate region, kind of, mm-hmm. um, is also part of the United Nations. So Albania is part of the yes. United Nations it and is, Kosovo a... has Albanian residents. Yes, but it's not a part of the main five, which you need to agree on a decision to declare it official. Okay. So that uh, rush also China. China does not uh, approve because China is kind of on our side now. This most new, but it's because a lot of business offers, like we trade a lot with them, and, they, and there's a lot of Chinese people here, a lot of Chinese businesses, and we're just kind of in this financial tie-in with China. They don't, we don't have a common history like Russia and us and Greece and us, but just financial, we're kind of tied. They yeah. don't need us, obviously. They can survive without Serbia's help, but just like another ally, and it's like, why not have them, you know? Okay, and this kind and of... It's, it's not like Kosovo being independent will make a difference for them, so they're like, yeah, I would go against that. Yeah, so that kind of started a bit of issues with uh, Kosovo and um, Serbia, of course, with yes. them not being approved as being independent, that caused more troubles there. And then you had the bombing, of course. If we're going was that now? before? No, uh, sure. No, it, it, was be- it was after the war, I believe. So they, then, so Serbia basically attacked Kosovo, right? Yeah, no, the. They, we didn't attack it. It was kind of like a... But we put troops there. In case something happens, we can, you know... So, what happened there is... We put troops in there, and we did not allow American troops in there. Because it's our thing. Mm-hmm. And America very openly wanted to take it. So, Why? what happened was... Why? Well, because it has a lot of oil and resources. And America loves resources. So, America were on Kosovo's side... Because of resources? Yes, America wants independent Kosovo because it has ties to it. And if it were independent for, to join uh, NATO or United Nations, it would be able to get the resource from it in exchange for financial aid, of course. Yeah. So they want that. But we weren't allowing that. Russia wasn't wanting that. And yeah, the, I told you this half-half story. But that culminated in a very controversial campaign mm-hmm. of bombing Serbia, right? Which wasn't agreed upon, like I said, Russia. Well, China didn't, because China wasn't part of the main five at that point. And we weren't even close to that then. So China's kind of irrelevant there. But Russia voted like, no, we're not. That's not happening. You're not bombing Serbia. Mm-hmm. But they still did it. This is NATO. You, this is and NATO, technically, yes. legally, NATO needs approval of, what, five no, of this, the main nations? This United Nations. Not NATO. Oh, right. Oh, no, okay, I see. Russia's not in NATO. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that makes sense. In the United Nations, Russia said, no, we're not doing this, but they did it anyway. And then, controversially, France, who was in favor of bombing, but they were not in favor of, like, destroying our bridges, which were kind of our connection to some other countries, but America still did it, because America's America in it. Mm-hmm. And just fun fact, the wonderful soon-to-be president Joe Biden advocated for this. He said, yes, we need to bomb Serbia. We need to do this. And this is, what, more current day? Yeah. But this this is 1999. Like, this was 21, 22 years ago. So you're saying that he approved of the uh, bombing at the time? There's a video of him talking about it. So he approved of that. And what happened was, they were bombing us. Uh, The fun fact, we shot down an invisible plane of America, which I don't know how we did that. Invisible. But, uh, 
Yes, it was invisible. Yeah, in what like, way? Like, you just couldn't see it with the naked eye. Okay. Like, it, like, flew so high up in the sky, you couldn't really see it. But some guy, and he's quite famous for this, somehow, with a shotgun, yes, managed shotgun. to shoot the plane down with a shotgun. That doesn't make any sense. It does not. It's quite debatable how that happened. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't him, but he's famous for shooting that invisible plane with a shotgun. Are you sure there wasn't like engine failure conveniently? At the <laughs> same know, time? I, I'm not. I'm not really bought into that. Yeah, um, he did it. It is quite a fun thing to joke about. Yeah, we shot down invisible plane with a shotgun. So, the actual bombings of, or the, they're called the NATO bombings. Um, mm-hmm. How long did that go on for? What was that like? Uh, about two or three months, mm. I believe. But first-hand encounters from parents, it was actually... People f- feel like, when you read that, obviously, bombing, it sounds horrible. Yeah. But apparently, it wasn't, like, as bad. It wasn't good, obviously. They don't want to be bombed. Yeah. But it wasn't like, oh, my God, we're all going to die. They didn't target civilians. They targeted libraries military artifact the, the one of the ex military buildings mm. it still stands tall like it's still in our country and it's still left in the ruins just to remind us of what the nato bombing looked yeah. like it's not used for anything it's there like a a museum site yeah, if you yeah. will and you can see the buildings like it's like in the, right slap bang in the center of the city you can't miss it mm. but it, it's really ruined like it, half of it's blown off like the bomb went off right in the center, it was awful. But they targeted targets like that. And that's obviously civilian side, but that wasn't their target, you know? And this was basically to get rid of Serbian troops in Kosovo. Yes, and this uh, this ended when uh, the, the president there, which we'll discuss him in a second, agreed to withdraw the troops and let America do something in Kosovo. I'm not sure what they did. But basically, when they agreed to withdraw our troops and let them in, that ended. So technically it's just straight up war, I guess, because it's It was, but we couldn't really fight back. We could only defend. Yeah. Because you know, it wasn't approved by the UN and therefore I believe that would just be a declaration of war. Yeah, it was it was it was basically it was it was tempted that it was reported that Russia was really getting heated with America mm. at that point because we we're close allies and they didn't approve that, but nothing came of it because it was such a short time. It was like two or three months, yeah. and we gave it to the domain, like okay, put your troops there. So Russia didn't really have time to react. You know, you can't just say, oh, they're bombing them, mobilize the force attack. Yeah, them. but the also military doesn't that, work. That like was that. in 1999, and I believe. Yeah. The, the, uh, the Cold War was already over by that stage. The Berlin Wall had it fallen. It was, but still, even if Russia wanted to react, they didn't really have the time. Yeah, but it would also have been almost like, oh, what was the point of the Cold War if we're just now going to... If if Russia started war on the USA, <laughs> it would feel like almost a waste of effort. Yeah, true. But even if even if they tried something, even if they wanted to do something diplomatically, just wasn't, it just didn't have time yeah. for anything to happen. Because we just weren't, we were just fed up of everything. Like we were annoyed. We had a war recently with Croatia and Bosnia and everything since the departure of Yugoslavia. We just didn't have it in us to fight. Yeah. You know, right now, you know. So we were just like, nah, fine, rolling the troops. Okay, and that. But we shot down an missile plane with a shotgun. Nice. That's definitely true. And <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's still kind of current day because there's still. It is. Um... If you if you look or if I use Google Maps, 
uh, Kosovo is kind of outlined, but it's with a dotted line. That's what they've earned, <laughs> apparently, according to. Oh yeah, by the way, another fun fact about that plane where it landed is a village that literally translates to Rotten Village. A, a what village? A rotten. Is that because of the plane or? <laughs> That's how you know it's called, but no one knew that place. Because imagine a place called Run Village. Oh, right, I see. It's, it's what it's and called. It's that plane crashing there. Yeah, so a man shot down an invisible plane with a shotgun that crashed in Rossi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. And an invisible American plane was shot down by a, by a shotgun and it landed in the, in the quotes, Run Village. Now, this part is not fiction. That plane did land there, and it crashed. That was reported. It's just unclear how it crashed. You get yeah, me? Yeah, okay. It's not fiction that it landed in the Ron village. That's 100% fact. It's just how that happened. Yeah. Okay. So, we're kind of smoothly transitioning on to just present day, which yeah. would be drawing which, a close... A little to... bit more present day. We're going to go to a brief history from 1999 to now. It won't be long, because okay. it's... So we had, at this point, this is where we're going to take most time, we had this president, and his, he, you might see, you might think he's good, because he, like, ended that bombing, he was god-awful. Mm. He was, like, Tito, but bad. Like, he had all the negative traits of, like, eliminating his... Like, communism, opponent. dictatorship. I know, he wasn't communism, it was just, like, uh, okay. dictatorship, and, like, killing his enemies, but he had none of the positives. He could yeah. not... He was always propaganda and like, like which also Tito did. But Tito was successful. He, he, you know, more I told convincing. you. Yeah, he was more convincing, and he he could bring up results. This guy did nothing. It was just empty talk, and he was also committing atrocities in the country, uh, which is. Do you want to go into detail or not really? Uh, I mean, I can't. Really, there's not much to detail. He was just killing people he didn't like. I'm not joking. People he didn't like it have executed. Mm. And that was like there was, that was a news report that didn't that once wrote a negative article about him got killed for it. And this was in like nineteen. This was around well, like in the two thousands, like the past 2000, the 2001, 2002, all around that reach. What happened with him? The uh, leader. What happened with him? Yeah. is quite infamous, uh-huh. which is the great. It's not colors, but it's like. It's like the storm on the parliament, which ended, which ended up with us breaking into the building. This was my dad was on this rally. It was the biggest rally in Serbian history because yeah. everyone hated him so much. Because again, he has all the negative traits of a dictator, and he brings no results. He destroyed the economy because he lived a wealthier life. You know, he yeah. was enjoying himself, but he didn't bring nothing to the people. He made it more poor. He just ruined the country. Yeah. And we just sick of it. And he was, and on top of that, he was killing people he didn't like, for example. Like, how do you yeah. do that? Yeah. So we're just like, enough is enough. And all of Serbia, I kid you not, 95% of the population showed up on that day, 4th of October, I believe, to storm the building where he was. We It was such a huge... I can send you a picture out of this to see. It's so good. Okay. Like, it was so good. Like my dad was there. My mom wasn't, cause you know, women didn't weren't really considered equal to men at that point. Mm-hmm. But he was there. They stormed it. Uh, 
They stormed the building. You think that a couple of days ago when America was something? That was nothing compared to what we did. Yeah. We went in. We found his... Also, he rigged the election, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Uh, you... We found fake uh, voters, like uh, double ones. Like, if someone voted for him, it counted as three yeah. instead of one. So, you just found that out, and you just we found a lot of big stuff. And then we arrested him for voter fraud, for atrocities, for everything. So, basically, you just... And... um. The, basically, the fun of that, well, fun of that, is we all united and just destroyed him. Uh, it was such a big, uh, like, big union of people that he brought out the military, the police, and they all said that, oh, fuck that, and they joined us in overthrowing him. They didn't even try to defend. They were just like, nah, so, no one was helping him. The police and the military joined our side. So basically, just no one liked him and all aided in taking him down. And he was proved to be... A criminal. Guilty, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, get a criminal. But, that, like, imagine imagine having that big of a ride that the police and the military doesn't even try. Mm. They just saw the amount of the crowd, and they were like, he's going down, yeah. and they joined us. We had, uh, we brought, um, what the guy that is also famous for is he passed away in 2020, rip. But he's famous for coming with a wrecking vehicle from, like, a construction site, and he broke the door yeah. to the building. Yeah. With a vehicle, it just just destroyed it, basically. And that wasn't that long ago? No, that was... That was like... Let me see when that was exactly. I don't... Like I said, both my parents were alive. My dad attended it. It doesn't matter too much. Um, but the, the point is, it's kind of like... Now, it, 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 it transitions nicely onto the more future. Is the one, the Prime Minister that overtook him, is he the current one now? Uh, no, sa- no. Uh, after him, there was uh, multiple very insignificant ones who were just kind of mediocre, you know? They weren't great, they weren't horrible. Yeah. T- uh, we had one prime minister, but we have president. Oh, president right. is the main function. In our- but we had our prime minister that was, that was um, kind of, he was good. He was going to help the country, but he got assassinated. No, Not by us, by... Uh, believed to be by America because he wouldn't comply with their rules of something. I forgot why. But basically, he was assassinated by a Western power. Highly suspected to be America. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, nothing eventful was happened. Till recently. Okay. Which draws uh, the history. So, uh, yeah, after that guy that we beat, beat up with a breaking wall, literally. Oh, yeah. He was found guilty, sent to prison, and there he was killed by Serbian prisoners. Oh, right. He was that hated that Serbian prisoners didn't like. They killed him, and they were not charged for it. The police did not charge him for the murder of him. Imagine how much he was hated. Yeah. Like, you get, you kill him, blamely, in prison. And the police, like, nah, not charging for that one. So, yeah. He was killed, and a bunch of uneventful stuff was happening. Like, you had, um, what you call it? A few that one that got killed, I told you about. He, but I couldn't really say much about him to you because he didn't. He had a lot of plans that were gonna be good, but none of it came to effect because he died too early. He was like twenty-five, you know. He died just too early uh, to get any of it into effect. And what what happened from then till now? Okay, so till then again, a bunch of mediocre ones, some better ones, some worse ones. But recently, we elected this president, or he was prime minister. But what he has done is comparable to the one we killed all right recently so he has really ruined the country his name is um Vucic and he's horrible so what he has done 
he basically he has made the organization. You, he is quite comparable to Trump, honestly. Mm-hmm. He has put all his people into high positions, even though some of them never reached uh, education past high school. Yeah. Like the, the people who just don't have any experience or anything. He put them in charge. He has committed voter fraud, undoubtedly. Like no one likes him, and he's won twice on the election. Oh. He's. Um, He's, uh, I want to say he's committed atrocities, but that's not been proven yet, but highly suspected, yeah. you know. So just a refill of what's happening there. But he's also really freaking annoying. He's always on TV. He's always talking propaganda. He's always just there. You can't escape him. It's like that Spider-Man meme. Wherever I go, I see his face. You can't escape him. Yeah. And this is now. This is now. He's the same president. Yeah. It's horrible. I am I'm predicting that he will be killed. Trust me. I he I there's not be a day on this podcast where we come talking about it and we'll say the last president was killed. I'm sure of it. <laughs> no one I feel like he's reached the level of hate that the, the last one that got assassinated got. Like he there was already rallies to travel from, but not all of us joined because we are people aren't as brave as they used to be. They're just like you know, you can uh, so imagine. You that. don't think there's gonna be any wrecking ball? No, there. Is, I feel like there is gonna be. It's just all of Serbia isn't fully convinced that we should yeah. do it. But there were, uh, like, we had, we broke into the parliament building a few times by now, and no one really made a big deal of it. Whereas when it happened, America, it's worldwide news. Yeah. It's like, oh no, this is an attack on democracy. It's like here that happens like every two years. It's like, okay, yeah, they stormed it again. Um, so I guess that kind of sums everything up. Anything else you would like to add? I would like to add, I hope, <laughs> I hope he, he is removed from the position as soon as possible. Yeah, I'm sure. Nice and peacefully and friendly, you know, <laughs> taken out, voted <laughs> out. always. Because, you know, that's the that's classic always. service. Uh, you know. <laughs> classic uh, we are always quite, quite, like, we always fight for our rights, but he's just taking it. It just he has a lot of people fooled because people just aren't. I don't know if that's like in your country and the world, but I just feel like here and now people just aren't as brave as they used to be. People in that time, like of that per- last one when my dad was in that rally, people were outspoken. They're like, "We are not standing for this. You can send out the police. You can do anything." Here, as soon as he sends out the military, people just kind of run away. I mean, I'm sure I would do that, but you know, <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's um. Differences in times, and also it's probably more uh, arguable than it was before. We were way more like courageous then. We were just we we're gonna fight. We're gonna get him out of office. If if we have to die, it'll happen. So when the military came out, we were not phased. Mm. They had to join us because they were phased by us. Yeah. Now he sends on the military, and people start running away. Yeah. More the story. If if we can if we can invite invent like our. Reviving machine, let's bring back Tito, please. Okay, let's do that. Let's make it happen. Um, <laughs> make it happen. Um, yeah, nothing, anything else you would like to add? Um, oh, let me think if there's anything interesting for the president. Oh, yeah, well, the annoying thing is he's still in his first term somehow. But it feels like it's been an eternity. The, the current uh, president. Yep, he's in his first term somehow. Well, surely he can just be voted out. He can be, but not when he's committing voter fraud. Well, I'll let you sort that out. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, that's not being an assassination. Okay. Well, um, 
The only people that vote for him are the old people who like can't remember what they ate for breakfast. Okay, maybe a bold claim to make. Because they just they just hear him talking on TV like how how Serbia's gonna be this great country in the future and all this because of him, and they just believe him. And he just flat out lies. He said, "Listen to this. Just try to wrap around this this around your head." He said, "We have Serbia has the second strongest economy in Europe after Germany." Excuse me. Yeah. Well. <laughs> what? Gives people a sense it just... of hope. It's it's those Bullshit. raspberries. It's the raspberries. <laughs> it's the raspberries. Yeah. No, it's just I can't. He just lies and lies and lies, trying to send like. Send us masks in the early way, early days of the pandemic, and he sold the masks. Trying to say, give them to the citizens. He sold them. He wanted to make profit. Wow. Anyway, we're now talking very present day. The history lesson is finished. Okay, yes, I think it is. So, thank you very much for listening. I guess this is the uh, goodbye message. Goodbye. Okay, good message. <laughs>